Hey, man, good morning, good morning, and happy Sabbath, everybody. Good morning and happy Sabbath, everybody. It is indeed a blessing and an honor to be in the presence of an awesome God. You are truly, truly blessed. If you are viewing this service today, amen. If you are viewing this service right now, you are truly, truly blessed, amen. And we're just so excited to be in the household of faith just one more time. God is truly good. And he is truly an awesome God, and he is truly worthy to be praised. I hope that you can hear me okay. I hope everything is going well. Um, Sometimes with technology, you just never know. Uh, but I just wish that I was able to just chat with you right now, to be able to just spend this time with you right now. Amen. Um, Andre, is everything okay? Everything is good. Amen. I see you on the screen, so I wasn't sure. Amen. So it's just a, it's just a blessing to be in God's house just one more time to be able to just give him praise, honor, and glory for he truly is an amazing God. Without him, we're hopelessly lost, but with him, we are more than conquerors. And so I am truly honored to be able to stand before you on this platform, to be able to just spend this time with you on this beautiful Sabbath morning. Amen. Had a wonderful time on last week, was able to go to Kansas City to spend time on the campgrounds there. We had our constituency meeting, and we just want to just give praise and honor and shouts out to our president. Amen. Uh, Roger Bernard, President Roger Bernard, uh, for being re-elected to serve in that office. Amen. Another four years also. We want to just praise God for our VP of administration, um, Elder Christian Josiah. We praise God for him as well. Amen. For being re-elected to serve in that position. We thank God for him. Also, we want to thank God for um, our Treasury Department, Sister Tanya um, Anderson. Amen. Elder Anderson, we thank God for you. Amen. Newly elected to serve yet another four terms. We thank God for your leadership and you guys' administration. We give praise, honor, and glory to God for you. Amen. Also, we want to thank God for all the other officers, our new minister, um, our minister ministerial director, uh, none other than um, Joseph Eichner. We thank God for him and his team and leadership and all those that have been um, reassigned or reelected, amen, um, to serve another term. Listen, guys, you know, when we do the work of the Lord, it is not about us, but it is about him. It is about kingdom building. And so it's just a beautiful thing to be able to stand on this platform and declare a word from the Lord, for we truly serve an awesome and amazing God. Amen. You know, I have to just give a shout out. I know it's not Mother's Day. I know it's not, um, 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 you know, my anniversary. Amen. But I just want to give a big up to my wonderful wife. Amen. Of 23 years. Amen. I almost said 32 years. Amen. You know, they say time flies when you're having fun. But I thank God for her, her love, her support. I thank God. I know on this platform is just a, it's just a blessing to be able to just let the world know just how much of an amazing woman my wife is. She is so awesome. She is so talented. And I thank God that she chose me. Come on, somebody. The Bible says, he that findeth the wife, findeth a good thing. Amen. But I thank God that my wife said yes to the dress. Come on, somebody. Um, and so, my, so big ups to my wonderful wife. Also, I just want to thank God for my children. Amen. And for my top family. It's just a blessing to be on this platform here. Just a couple of announcements I do want to share with you before our time quickly get away from us. Um, on today, this evening, I don't think we have the slide for that, um, but we're having our um, AY program at four o'clock, which is really our federation. And so all of our young people, you know how to tune into that, you know how to tap into that. So we want to encourage you to take part of that. This is for you, amen. 
Um, this is a program. This is a service that is offered for you. And we pray that you will jump in there and be a part of it. Also, also, um, we have our marriage dating. This is a this is a dating um, your spouse, amen, all you couples out there, all you spouses out there, we want you to know to save the date, amen. We will be having our virtual um, dating time together, amen. I want to make sure that you are able to see to see that slide there, amen, um, where we're able to, where we'll be having our um, Tabernacle of Praise uh, community um, uh, uh, connecting center. This is, this is from the connecting center. Amen. Uh, where we'll be having our marriage couple, um, date night. We encourage everyone to be a part of this here special event. Um, I ask right here, if you see it on the screen there that you will contact my wife, um, Melody Fields, there's her email address there. Um, she's asking that you will reserve your spot there. Um, and so we ask that you will email her, let her know that you are interested let her know that you are a part of this um, because this is going to be an, an awesome time. I encourage you to jump on in there. Amen. Get on in there and be a part of this special date night. And I know parents, our family, our couples, we're in this pandemic. And I know you've been spending a lot of time together already in the house. Come on, somebody. But this is a time for you to do this thing virtually with other couples where you're able to spend this time together. So we ask that you will just email Email my wife. There it is right there. Fields Melody um, 98 at gmail.com. We ask that you will go ahead and email her. Let her know that you um, will be a part of this special evening. Also, we have another event coming up, Andre. If you can go to that next slide for us, please. If you can pull that up. We have another special um, event that is taking place. Um, this is this COVID-19 vaccine here that is going on um, in our community. Um, we're asking that everyone that wants to be a part of this here, this is like some volunteering. Um, if you want to volunteer your time, if you want to volunteer your service, amen. You see the times there, you can contact Pastor Keith Hackle. Um, he is able to get you connected to who you need to talk to, who you need to um, connect with in order to make this happen. But there it is right there, amen. So we just want everyone to get be a part of this special event. Uh, this special initiative, should I say, that is taking place right here in our community um, where you can be a part of the bigger picture. Amen. Also, we just want to encourage everyone to remain faithful as we turn it over to our stewardship piece. Continue to trust God, even if you can't trace him. Continue to believe in him, even if it seems like life is just unbelievable. Um, but he is a God that you can lean on, a God that you can trust, a God that you can um, turn to in a time of trouble, stewardship. Uh, thank you, uh, Pastor Fields. And I'd like to say a little bit more about that marriage, um, that marriage seminar that's coming up, the date with, with a married couple is um, it's open and it's free. That's the most important part is that this is free. And if you're struggling or if you want to renew and rekindle your marriage, uh, this is a good place to start. Also, um, the, the Tabernacle Praise Counseling Center, Community Counseling Center is also doing this 12 Steps program and we're on our third step. And this program is designed to help you become more successful in any area of your life. We have homework assignments and we're having a good time. So we would like for you to join us tomorrow and it's a monthly uh, meeting. And again, it is free. So we all of these free services cost a little bit of money. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. I, today, I want to tell you a story. Remember that this is the year of Christ. This is the year we're going to do what Christ tells us to do. So I want to tell a story from the Bible. And this story comes from, um, I think it's, it's 1 Kings chapter 18. So you can look it up when, you fit, when I'm finished. And this story is about 
uh, Baal, the prophets of Baal, and um, Elijah, which was God's prophet. Now, Baal, the prophets of Baal, the, the Israelites had straight again and was serving Baal. And so Elijah was calling him back into a relationship with God. And so the, um, there was like 800 prophets of Baal. And so they was going to have a, a, a cook-off, if you will. They were going to have whose who's, um, who's sacrifice will be accepted by God, whose God was the strongest. So it's kind of like your children say, my dad is stronger than your dad. No, my dad is stronger than yours. Well, Elijah was challenging them. If your God is so great, let's have a sacrifice and let's see whose God is strongest. So Baal, um, the the children of Baal or the Baal prophets, they went first, all 800 of them. So they started in the morning and they started calling on their God and they were praying out loud and they were dancing. They had the music going on. And then at even at, at noontime, Elijah started teasing them. Well, maybe your God is asleep. Maybe he's not awake. Maybe he's chasing some other God. Maybe he's running from a God. And so at that point, they, they kicked it up. They didn't stop. They started cutting themselves and, put, and blood was gushing out everywhere and, uh, and dancing and until they was just tired, by evening sacrifice, they gave up. So then now it's God's turn. What's God going to do? So God, um, Elijah starts to repair God's uh, altar. He repaired the altar. And then he poured, he put the sacrifice on it. And he poured three barrels of water all over the altar. So it can be clear. And so then he also dug a trench around this altar. And he poured water in that until it was overflowing. And then he said a simple prayer, which I'm going to say to you today, read this to you. He said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that you are the Lord God, and that you have turned their hearts back again. And so just as he finished his simple prayer, Took one minute or less, like 30 seconds, 10 seconds. Then fire came from he heaven. It licked up all the water. It burnt, it took the sacrifice and everything was dry when God finished. Now, what does that have to do with your time, talent, temple, and treasure? It's talking about the altar. What are you laying on the altar? But more importantly, whose altar is it? What are you putting on the altar? And who are you expecting to answer your calls? If you lay it on the altar of Baal, there's not going to be an answer. But when you lay it on the altar of God, the answer will come. So we like for you to, to choose God this day with all your time, talent, temple, and treasure. Lay it on the altar of God. And we would like for you also to help us as we, we reach out to other people who are laying there, who need to or desire to lay their lives on the altar of God and allow God to change them. So you can help us by uh, donating to us, or if you don't have a church home, you can return your tithe and offering to us. And you can return it at dollar sign top giving as a cash app. Um, you can also put in the chat box, your name and address so that we can give you more information on how to reach us. Remember this week, lay your time, talent, tip on treasure on the altar of God and make this a great day. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Sister Lakita, for that update, for that report. Amen. On how we can better be um, good stewards. Amen. Not just of our finances, of our talents, but of our time, of our temple. Um, we thank God for you. Amen. 
Um, we know that there was a lot. And I know there was a lot that was said there, family. Uh, but trust me, um, we want to be faithful to God, um, even if we can't trace him, because he is truly an awesome God and he's worthy to be praised. Um, I am so thankful today um, that I am able to, again, stand here. I take nothing for granted, but in all things, we give thanks. And with that being said, I know that there have been some trying times this week. We have family members that have been traveling, family members that have lost loved ones as we enter into our time of prayer together, um, individuals and family members that um, need to know that um, God is still faithful, that God is still a very present help um, in the time of storm. Um, and so as we prepare our hearts and as we prepare our minds, you know, my wife um, is not here with us right now, amen. Um, but we know that um, she is praying for us, that um, we pray for her, amen. Um, and we know that God is still faithful and that God is still in the healing business, amen. Um, all is well, um, but we know that God is faithful. Um, and so as we prepare our hearts and our minds, as we look to the Lord in prayer, um, we ask that you remember our top family. Um, remember our Tabernacle of Praise family as we seek to come together, amen, as we look to get back into our church. We know some are, some are opening already. Um, but again, we want to be prayerful. We want to be spirit led. Um, we want to move according to the spirit of God. I think we need to be wise during these, um, during these last days, um, that we don't do what, you know, what, what, what seems like, um, the move according to the, the way everyone else is. Moving. Let me just put it like that. Um, but let us move according to the way God is calling us to move. Amen. Um, we also want to remember our, those that have, are dealing with loss. Um, though we've been praying for um, the Harris family, we've been praying for the Reeves family. Um, I believe this, the, the Reeves family was traveling this, these last couple of days, amen, to go and funeralize um, Sister Reeves' sister. Um, and so we want to keep them in prayer, amen, keep um, the Harris family in prayer um, and, and their children, amen. Um, uh, Christina, we want to keep them in prayer. Um, we also want to ask um, that you would keep all of those that are bereaved. Um, there is so much going on in our country. Um, we just got the verdict um, from the George Floyd case, amen. Um, and we just want to continue to keep um, that family in prayer, amen, and keep the city of Minneapolis in prayer. Um, there's so much going on around the land. We even have um, shootings even in our own city, amen, um, lives that are being snuffed out um, as if lives are just not worth anything, Um and so we need to make these situations a matter of prayer. Um, and we believe that God is still on the throne. Um, we also want to ask that we will pray for our, our, our conference as the new officers are taking on their new position, um, that they too will be spirit led. Amen. That they will allow God to use them and even our constituents that we trust those that we have placed in leadership. I know it's difficult at times because there are individuals that you probably thought would be better fit for that position. Um, but nonetheless, we have to move as a group and as a family um, and just keep it a, a matter of prayer. Amen. Let's just, let's just move together in prayer. Um, and lastly, let's just pray for the word. Let's pray that those that are hearing, those that are viewing this um, message today on YouTube, uh, maybe you are on Facebook um, or another platform, Roku or some other platform that you are viewing this. Amen. Um, we want to lift you up in prayer as well. Um, we believe that you are here to be a part of this for a reason. And it may be at a later date. Maybe I'm speaking to someone that haven't logged on yet. Maybe I'm speaking to someone that may log on tomorrow or the day after. And then when you get to this part of the message, you know, and then you are, you know, I'm able to speak to your hearts. 
um, to let you know that God loves you, that God cares for you, um, and that God has you in the palm of his hands. Um, and so at this time, as we bow our heads, as we look to the Lord in prayer, um, before we go to our special music, um, let, us, let us seek God first. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our Savior, again, we are so thankful for what you have done and um, what you are doing and what you are about to do in the lives of your people. Um, it is truly an amazing thing to be able to know that, that there is a God that sits high and look low. It is awesome to know that there, we are not in this all by ourselves, not just that we have a cousin or a brother or a close friend that is in the trenches with us, but, but there is somebody that is able to make a difference, somebody that has power um, to make the crooked road straight right there in the trenches with us. And so, Father, while we may not understand everything that is going on in our land, we trust and believe that you do. Um, and so as we gather today, we ask that you will search our hearts and our minds. We ask that you will cleanse us even now from all unrighteousness. And we ask, oh God, in a very special way that you allow your Holy Spirit to move mightily upon the lives of your children. That whatever we say or whatever we do, oh God, your name will be glorified. We're asking of you to do this, oh God, because if you don't do it, it cannot, shall not, it will not get done. And so, Father, we seek counsel from you. We seek wisdom from you. We seek direction from you. Uh, Father, this is your work. Uh, we're just vessels and we're willing to be used. Uh, sometimes some days are better than the other. Some days are, we're more excited about it than the other. But some days, oh God, uh, we need you to come in strong, um, to lift us up and to place us in that place. Um, of excitement, um, that others will know that we serve a living God and that he's not dead, but he is alive and he is well. And so, Father, touch down today on this service, those that are viewing on the different platforms. We ask that you will cover my family as well, my wife and my children. We ask that you will go before them, our grandchild. Um, we ask that you will go before them right now and just make the crooked road straight beat back anything that is hindering them from developing a closer relationship with you. Also, oh God, I want to lift up before you those that are bereaved, those that have lost loved ones, those that are still dealing with the loss of a husband or a father or a mother or a sister or a brother or a cousin, a grandmother, grandfather. We ask right now, a child, we ask that you would touch down today on the hearts of your children, those that are viewing this platform, and that you will let them know, speak softly in their ears, let them know that you have them in the palm of your hands. And it's not that you just have them for the sake of having, but you have them with a purpose and a plan in place. While we're not understanding it and while we're trying to figure it out, oh God, you've already worked it out. You've already made heads or tails out of the, what it is that you wanna see done. And so we're just so thankful and giving you praise even in advance for what you have already done and what you are about to do. So Father, have your way. We wanna lift up before you in a very special way the Harris family. Amen, brother Paul, elder Paul and sister Teresa, be with dad Harris today. We thank you for those, oh God, that are making a strong recovery, a strong recovery from the coronavirus. Those that were stricken by this virus, oh God, those that were laid on their bed of afflictions, those that may even felt like it was all over because the virus was so, was so, um, was so intense. But Father, we thank you that you held on to them and that you never let them go. And that even at the lowest points, when, when it seemed like that all hope was gone, they were able to lean on you and you were there for them to lean on. 
So we ask that you will continue to be with those individuals that are making a strong recovery back. We pray for those children, oh God, those college students, those high school students, those that will be graduating and moving on to the next level. Uh, we ask, oh God, those grade school um, um, children that will be uh, moving to the next grade, that they will finish strong. Uh, these are some very stressful times for our students as they are preparing for finals and getting all the assignments in that, that throughout the school year, we kind of pushed it aside and we made other matters more important. But now we're in the trenches. Now we're in the final hour and we pray, oh God, that you will step in and help them get through to the end. We ask that you would be with those teachers and those administrators, oh God. Be with our conference today, oh God. We ask that you will cover them and keep them in a very special way uh, as they seek to lead this conference, oh God, further into your coming. We ask that you will give them wisdom and give them guidance, oh God. We thank you for those that are making a strong recovery back from their surgeries, oh God. It's like Sister Karen. We thank you for her, oh God, that no hurt, harm, or danger befell her. And all those others that went in, oh God, uh, for a minor procedure and came out strong. We ask that you will cover all of those individuals. But Father, we ask that you will cover our land, cover our union, cover our church, our, our community. But Father, we ask that you also cover the word, that it will come across with clarity and with understanding. And that something is said that will draw hearts closer to you. And if you do this, oh God, we declare and we believe that we will be better people as a result of your hand being on our lives. We look back now, oh God, and see how we should not even be where we are today. But it was because of your touch. Because of your touch, we are here today. This we thank you and give you all praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen again. God is good and he is truly worthy to be praised. Um, at this time, as we transition to our special music by Sister Beverly, we ask that you will govern your hearts and that you prepare yourself as she sings and meditates and worship. Let's, let's worship with her as she shares this special song of meditation, He Touched Me. Ha <laughs> 
Amen. <clears throat> he touched me. 
Mm. Mm. That's a sermon right there. Um, that he's touched me as filthy, as dirty, as messed up, as unclean as I was and still am, if you will. God still thinks enough of us to reach down and touch us. Thank you so much, Sister Beverly. Thank you so much again. I can't even begin to express my gratitude and appreciation of your ministry and and your talents and your gifts that you bring to the table. Thank you so much. I knew it. I knew it when when I received the word that that's, that that was the the song of meditation. I knew that it was going to be one of those. Thank you so much. We are truly blessed by your ministry. Today we want to just jump right into our word today, our time together. Um, just to be able to just share with you what the Lord has laid on my heart. And I pray, as always, that something is said that will draw your hearts closer to our Savior. That's our desire. And that's our purpose is to be a people prepared to receive Christ when he comes. Because we here at Tabernacle of Praise, here at the top, and we believe that Jesus is soon to come. And we believe that when he comes, he's coming to a people, a church without spot and without wrinkle. Now, I get it. I understand that some of us feel like that um, we have to have all of our I's dotted and all of our T's crossed. But I would like to share with you that I believe that, that when Christ comes, that there will still be some trouble in the land. And I may still have some work to do, but I believe that God is in his power and in his wisdom um, is able to get me to a place that where even if, as the word is, as, um, as um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, said, even if, O king, even if I will not bow, I will not stray, I will continue to trust him even when I can't trace him because God looks at me differently than the way everybody else does. And I'm so glad of that, amen. I'm so glad that when I look in the mirror, I see one thing, but when God looks at me, he sees something else. And so I rest in, in, in that assurance that, that even though uh, uh, my head may be a little round or my eyes may be a little cross, that God sees me as complete in his eyesight, amen. Um, at this time, we do want to just get into this word, amen. We want to share with you from... Um, a very popular book, um, a very old book um, in the Bible, um, the book of Job. The book of Job, this is a, this is, this, this is a familiar story that many of us um, know. As a matter of fact, and I say this all the time, that, that a lot of these stories, you know these stories. And I believe that God speaks to his people, his children, while he has placed me as pastor and as teacher and not to minimize the position, because believe it or not, um, this is, you know, the work that a pastor does is, is not the ordinary work, if you will. There is a lot that comes with this territory. But I believe that God speaks to his children. He speaks to his people. Amen. Um, and he shares insight and, and foresight with them. And I'm sure you're familiar with this story. But if you don't mind, if you don't mind sharing, you know, spending a little time with me today. And just going to the book of Job, amen. Um, and let's just share this together. Let's just study this um, book together. Job chapter one is where we want to pick this story up at in verse six. 
Job chapter one, and we want to start um, with verse six. And when you have it, um, you know, there it is on your, on your screen. Um, you, can, you can view it there. Or for those like me, um, I like to have the Bible in my hand. Amen. I still like to read. I can see it on the screen. I can see it on my monitor here. Uh, but I still like to have this word in my hand um, as we go through um, this Bible together. Now, this is the New King James Version. This I like this little handy Bible. Um, this is a little cute little Bible that I like to break out every now and again. Amen. Um, little personal story there. I got it for a couple of dollars at a thrift store. Come on, somebody. Um, but I thank God for um, this here Bible. But let us read. Let us read the book of Job, chapter one. Amen. And we want to start with verse six and we'll read all the way down to verse 12. And the Bible declares that now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? And so Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. Uh, then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in all the earth and blameless and upright man, one who fears God and he's what? Shuns evil. That's right. Uh, so Satan answered the Lord and, and said, does Job fear God for nothing? Um, have you not made a hedge around him, um, around his household, and around all that he has on every side. You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. Verse 12 says, so the Lord said to Satan, so the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. Then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Then Satan went out the present, from the presence of the Lord. Today, I just want to talk to you and spend a little time with you as we deal with the, a, simple, a simple topic, um, his presence, his power. Uh, his presence, his power. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, what you're about to do. Um, we thank you, God, for you truly are an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost. But with you, we are more than conquerors. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your presence in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. His presence, his power, his power, or his presence, um, it's truly a blessing to know that there is a God um, that we can call on. As I look at the life of Job, and I'm sure that we can all attest to some point in his in his life as you read the story and know how it all unfolds. We just want to spend our time today <clears throat> um, just in these first in these passages that were that were read to us today. 
Uh, we want to just take a look at how it all unfolded, um, how it all transpired. What is it? Um, what was it about Job that caused um, all the havoc and all the chaos that took place um, in his life? Uh, but I would like to remind you as we look at our text today that nothing happens to us unless God, first of all, give it the okay. There should be no reason in a believer's life where they feel as if God is taking them through the ringer unbeknownst to himself. As if God don't know what is going on in your world, as if, as if, as if God is somewhere asleep, as if God is somewhere meditating and all of this stuff is unfolding and God has no clue and that God is unaware that is taking place. I want to make it very clear that nothing happens to us unless, first of all, God gives it the okay. And you know how the story goes that if God says it's okay, then it means that you're able to handle it. Not that God is able to deliver you. He can deliver you whether you can handle it or not. But God would allow you to go through things because God understands that you have what it takes to make it to the other side. Now, as we look at the life of Job and we see here in our first passage here, um, we see here that now there was a day. Now, we cannot understand this concept. We cannot even begin to dissect this passage without first of all going back to the scene in heaven, uh, uh, the scene that took place in heaven. Uh, 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 this here, this here time when Lucifer was on the scene. Notice I didn't say the devil. Notice I didn't say Satan, but I said Lucifer was on the scene. Now, this is a time when Lucifer was in heaven, a time when Lucifer felt as if the laws of God or the rules of God and the land were unfair, they were unjust, and that God was being partial in his decision making. And so therefore, Lucifer um, spoke with the other angels, just in a nutshell here, um, Lucifer spoke with the other angels, began to express his dislike of God to the other angels. That's why we have to be careful around people who are always criticizing individuals that are in charge, individuals that are in leadership. So we have to be careful when we hang, you know, hanging around individuals that always have something to say about something. Now, I don't oppose to asking questions. I don't have a problem with you voicing your opinion, but I believe that we really have to be careful uh, when we surround ourselves with individuals that have a another intention behind uh but behind their their questions or their comments satan here the bible says um uh, on that day here here satan shows up um with 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 the with the people of god amen it says notice the sons of god came to present themselves before the lord uh, 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 the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And then the Bible goes on to say that and, then, and Satan also came with them. You know, I often wondered, you know, you know, why, why, why is it? Why is it that that whenever good is around, evil has to be present also it's like it's like it's like it's like it's like evil can't function evil can't exist unless it's hanging around something good amen evil don't like evil let's just be honest with you I I evil folk don't even trust e evil folk feels a lot feel more comfortable around people that are doing good 
than people that are doing bad. You know why? Because they don't have to watch their back. They figure that I'm with somebody that's not looking at my wallet. Are they not, are they not trying to take me out? It's easier to hang around good folk than around bad folk. But oftentimes, you see so many times, if you will, you see good folk hanging around bad folk. I know, I know, I know, I get it, I realize it. But the truth of the matter is, is that we see here in this scene, in this scenario here, in this scene in heaven, where you see Satan uh, uh, shows up uh, uh, with the people of God as they present themselves before God. And the Bible goes on to say that God then asked Satan a question. He asked him a question. Where did you come from? In other words, from whence did you come? And notice what Satan said. Uh, he, he said, I come from uh, uh, to and fro, to and fro uh, 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 on the earth and from walking back and forth in it. In other words, I just been roaming around the earth. You know, roaming around the earth. And, I, and you know, I, I, love, I, I love my God. I love him so much because he, God, God follow me now. You, you know, God was able to read between the lines. That's why you have to be careful around folk that don't tell you the whole truth. Because this same story, the same thing that took place in the garden, the same thing that took place even in heaven, he's doing the very same thing right here, not telling the whole truth. The Bible says that when the question was asked of Lucifer or of Satan, where did you come from? Oh, I just, well, I was just like walking around. I, 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 I was just uh, walking around. I was uh, just going to and fro the land. Notice he didn't say anything about trying to tempt anybody. He didn't say anything about trying to, trying to, trying to destroy somebody's life. He didn't say anything about him being a problem. He, he said, I was just, I was just out. In other words, I was just minding my business, just going to and fro the earth and from walking back and forth on it. That's all I was doing. That's all I was doing. I wasn't, I, I wasn't trying to stir up no trouble. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to break up any marriages. I was just minding my business, just doing me. But notice what God says here. Because see, you can't you can't put nothing over on God. And the reason why I know that Satan had another agenda, first of all, he's Satan. Uh, come on, somebody. Uh, uh, first of all, his main agenda, when the Bible tells us his main objective is to seek, kill, and destroy. He knows nothing else about anything else outside of destroying whatever he touched, tearing down. Whatever he touched. But I love it. I love, I love how God dealt with it. Because see, if you're not gonna tell me what you were doing, let me, let me, let me, let me just um let me just pull it out of you. Because the text goes on to say here that then the Lord answers Satan, have you considered? Ah, yeah, there it is right there. You see, have you considered? My servant, Job. Now, if you were just simply out walking around, then this consideration that God has laid before Satan would not have been an option. That would probably would have been something like, well, what do you mean to have I? I wasn't really considering, I wasn't considering anything. Uh, 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 but, but since you asked, come on, somebody. Have you considered my servant, Job? Well, well, I would consider him God, except that you have him shielded. 
Okay, but 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 before we get there, notice notice what God does because I need I, I need you to understand this as well uh, uh, because see God is not going to throw you out there without first of all checking out your resume. Come on, somebody. You see, God when He asks the question, "Have you considered my servant Job?" He says, "Then next He says that there is none like Him." Now God is describing Job's resume just like before God throw uh, uh, allow anything to come your way God checks out your resume he says first of all I can consider Joe help me Lord I can consider Joe because I've watched his I, I watched him over the years I'm checking out his resume his resume is right there before you on the screen the resume says that 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 that, that there is first of all there is none like him uh, 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 in all the earth and so and so number one on his resume as I as, you know I, I I see that 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 job is in an elite bunch that there that that job is in a class all by himself and I suggest to you today that there are those that are viewing me right now that you are in a class all by yourself that there are some things that you go through that somebody else if they were to go through it it will take them out the game there are some things that God allows to show up on your doorstep that if it showed up on mine I will leave ministry come on somebody there are some things that show up on my doorstep that if it showed up on your doorstep you will lose your mind. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Uh, Job was able to, God was able to select Job out of everybody else because first and foremost, there was none like him on all the earth. Uh-huh. Yeah. You wonder why you, why you? Because there is none like you on all the earth. You are in a class all by yourself. Oh, I wish I had some help right there. I wish I had some help right there that you are fearfully and wonderfully made that there is something about you that can't nobody do but you, oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Oh, yes, you're one of a kind. You're unique. You're special. Amen. There is none like you. So Job was in a class all by himself. Check out his resume. There it is right there. He, There was none like him on all the earth. Not only that, but God goes on a little further. God goes on a little further, and he explains to Satan. He begins to share with him, not only is there none like him on all the earth, uh, uh, but that, but 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 that he is, just, but but that he is an upright man. He is not not only that, but 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 he is blameless, and he is an upright man. He's blameless. In other words, what I'm what am I saying? In other words, there are no charges. There is nothing you can say about him that will cause him uh, 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 to turn his back on me. He's blaming you. Can't you you can't find nobody in the community that have a bad thing to say about Job? Come on, somebody. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's always smiling. He's always doing good. He's always helping. Amen. When he get in the parking lot at Walmart, and when when he's about to pull into his parking spot, and another car is about to pull in, Joe 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 bags up and say, No, 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 you go ahead and take that parking spot. Come on somebody. Job, Job is blameless and he's an upright man. In other words, Job, there was, there, was, there was no bad talk going on in the neighborhood about Job. Everything about Job is good, according to the Bible, according to the way God sees things. 
amen, because see, we have to understand that we have to start looking at things the way God looks at things, that we see things, come on, help me, Holy Ghost, that we see things the way God sees things, that we interpret things the way God interpret things, not the way that we like for them to be interpreted, not the way that we think that things ought to be interpreted, but we see it and we understand it and we break it down based off of the word of God, based off of what God has shown us and what God has proved to us. The Bible says, test the spirit by the spirit. Amen. For those that feel like you have your ideas and I have my ideas and they have their ideas. Well, check it out. No matter your ideas, if they don't line up with God's ideas, then your ideas are flawed because the Bible says we got to test the spirit by the spirit of God. Come on, Saul. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. So Job, Job was blameless. Job was an upright man. Job, Job, now this is his resume. This is, this is what God is laying out before uh, Satan as he comes to him, as he try to make this declare upon. God said, have you considered him? He's upright. One who fears God. And not only that, but he shuns evil. He don't fool with foolishness. It's one thing I don't like. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I don't like, I don't like shysty stuff. I don't, and there's one thing that rubbed me, you know, if, if, if you'll let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. Don't say one thing to me and then go somewhere else and say something else. I mean, I just, I, you know, that's like a, a zero tolerance. Because I try to be straightforward and honest with everybody in my circle. Amen. And I don't have time to be one way over here and another way over there. The Bible said that Job was a, he, he, he shunned evil. In other words, he, 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 he you know, I don't want to fool with it. Don't bring it to me. You know, I used to tell my daughters all the time. I said, you want people to think twice before they step to you. Come on, somebody help me, Lord. Uh, you, you want people to think twice before they come and say certain things to you. You want them to know that you have dignity, that, that you have that, 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 that you have morals. People ought not to be so quick to say funny jokes and nasty jokes in your presence. People ought to be able to stop and say, you know what? That's a woman of God. That's a man of God. Let me not say this to them because it's going to you know, be because it's not proper. We ought to demand that respect just by our presence, that there are certain things, amen, come on, Lord, help, help, that, 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 that there are certain conversations that ought to cease when you walk in the room, amen? If they're calling you to the table, if they're getting your advice and your input on these matters, then you need to check yourself because you'll soon direct yourself. Come on, somebody. Your presence, your, 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 your aura, the aura about yourself, your, your disposition ought to be as such that when you step on the scene, people recognize. Job was a, a just man. The Bible says he was upright. Uh, Job shunned evil. He didn't want to have anything to do with it. Now, keep in mind, now don't, lose, don't lose your spot now. Because remember, this is God's resume for Job. This is what God sees. This isn't Job uh, 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 going around petitioning uh, uh, Job, uh, 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 sharing his resume with everybody. You know, the truth be told, I'm wondering, did Job even think that God knew all of this about him, just like some of us? You're wondering just how much God believe in you. God, you really trust me like that? Yes, he does. He gave you that job, didn't he? He trusts that you're going to take that job and do right with your tithe and offering. 
Oh, yes, he did. He gave you that car because he trusts that you're going to do right by that car, that you're going to be faithful, amen, and that you're still going to go to church. Come on, somebody. I know we're in a pandemic. Uh, uh, God looks and God sees you in different lenses than everybody else. Why everybody else see you as a failure, God sees you as a faithful member. That's the God we serve. Come on, somebody. That's the God that we worship. A God that look beyond our faults and see our needs. But not only that, the Bible said that, that a God is, is, uh, is, uh, is laying out Job's resume. He's, he's telling Satan, do, do you not see it, Job? Can, can you not see it? That, that, there it is right there. The Bible says, so now Satan, Satan answers the Lord and says, do not, uh, uh, does Job fear God for nothing? Uh, have you not made a hedge around him? Oh, we have to stop right there because you have to understand that the enemy knows. Come on. Oh, I wish you could. Oh, the enemy knows just how blessed you really are. You see, sometimes we as believers, we as the children of God, we don't realize just how blessed we really are. Just how much of God is all over our lives. Sometimes we don't even realize. Sometimes the folk outside see how much of a blessing you are than even in your own house. Come on, somebody. Hey, everybody else see you. Everybody else is watching. Everybody else can attest to your, to, to your greatness, if you will. But sometimes we don't see it in ourselves. Satan recognized that there was a hedge of protection around Job, that there was nothing that he could do, nothing that nobody else could do. There was no imps he could send along the way. There was no back talk that he could send because remember, he was blameless already. He can't pay nobody to get to, to, to talk negatively about Job. Job, in God's eyes, was a just man. He was upright. He was blameless. He was spotless. In other words, Job was the model saint. Hallelujah. And Satan realized, I can't touch that. Oh yeah, you want Satan off your back? You want Satan out of your life? Get modeled. Come on now. Uh, 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 get with God. Trust him and live according to his plans. Amen. And the Satan and then Satan will see something in you that will call. It's like a it's like a repellent. Amen. It's like a repellent. It'll cause him to go the other way. It'll cause him to find somebody else to mess with. Oh, I'm trying to get there. I'm about to shut it down in a minute. So God tells Satan, uh, uh, so Satan talks to God and says, you have him protected. You have him shielded. You have him covered. I hope somebody hearing me out there. He has you covered. He has you protected. And sometimes we don't even see it ourselves. And so let me ask you this, God, if you would just simply do this, because now Satan says, if you would just remove all of those things. Amen. Stretch out your hand, God. And touch all that he have. Amen. And he will, he will surely curse you to your face. Just take all of those possessions, all of those things. Let me ask you this, my family. If God was to remove all of your possessions, if God was to remove all of the material things out of your life, your good home and your wonderful job, would you still trust him? Would you still be a part of the kingdom building business? Would you still allow him to be Lord? over your life um, if he was to remove those things out of your lives. 
we're talking about his presence, his power. Well, Job was in a situation where Job was faithful in all that he did and praying and spending time with God. There's no way that you can become an upright man. There's no way you can become just in the eyes of God if you never spend time with God. Come on, somebody. So although the text didn't talk about Job's prayer life, although the, 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 the text is not, did not tell us about how often uh, uh, Job studied the word of God and then talk about how many families he fed and what his community service is like. Uh, uh, but the Bible does say that in, according to God's resume of Job, that Job was a just man, that Job was righteous, that Job shunned evil, that Job wasn't about that funny business. In other words, God saw Job on a, in a different light than everybody else saw Job. But what we do know is that Job was committed to his life with Christ, uh, that Job was dedicated to the things of God. Uh, how do I know? Because the Bible says that God thought enough of Job to say, uh, all right, then I will remove. Uh, because the Bible says, so the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he have, uh, it is yours uh, in, in your power. And only do not lay a hand on his person. Uh, uh, the Bible says, uh, then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. In other words, God says that I will remove all of those things. I will, I will, I will take my hands off of it. And he says that, behold, all that he has is in your power. Oh, I don't know about you. Amen. But I'm wondering, is my, uh, is your, is your, is, you know, is, is your faith strong enough? Amen. Is your faith strong enough? to stand, even if God was to remove his hands? Is your faith still strong enough to stand when everything else is crumbling around you? Is your faith strong enough to stand even when everything else is dying by the wayside? Uh, is your faith still strong enough to endure, to be able to withstand the troubles of the Lamb. Well, I suggest to you today that if you were to submit yourself to the power and the authority of God, if you will allow His presence to overtake your life, as Job spent day in and day out spending time with God, building up his faith in God. The truth of the matter is, you don't know what's around the corner. You don't know what God has in store. And it's best at the times that we have right now that we spend our times trusting and believing in God. Because just like Job, just like Job, Satan is just walking around awaiting a man for an opportunity to step in your marriages, waiting for an opportunity for God to say, have you considered? I don't know about you, my brothers and sisters, but it is my prayer. That if God considers me, that I will have stored up some prayer points. That if God considers me, that I will have stored up some faith points. That if God was to consider me, that I will be able to stand in the midst of all that goes on. Because my brothers and sisters, God understands that there is nothing that can happen to us unless he deem it so. We're already fighting a battle 
that has already been won. So I trust and believe, my brothers and sisters, that whatever comes my way, that whatever happens from day to day, that I've already overcame it, even on this side of grace, that I've already won the battle, that when trouble show up, they would just have been a waste of time. That's right. I'm telling my troubles. It's a waste of time. I'm locked in. I'm ready to roll with him. I took the brakes off. I can't stop if I choose to because I serve a God that his presence is all around me. I serve a God that his presence was there even when Satan showed up. That's why Satan can't do anything. Oh, I wish my brothers and sisters could understand what I'm saying right now. Then nothing can happen to you unless God gives him permission. The presence of the Lord is all over this place. The power of God is all over this place. Take it, God. Do what you need to do. Have your way right now because somebody needs to know that God understands what you're going through. How do I know? Because God told me so. He understands that there are some things that we have to go through in order for us to get to the next place in our walk with him. There are some people that we have to let go of in order to get to the position that God have in store for us. So every now and again, God has to allow trouble to show up in our lives. Every now and again, God has to allow trouble to just come in like a rushing mighty wind. Sometimes God has to allow stuff to just happen beknownst our aware because God recognized that there are some things that have to be that has to take place in order for us to get closer to him. There are individuals that's keeping us back. There are circumstances that's holding us back. And God is saying that I have to remove those things. And the only way that I can remove them is to send you through the fire. The only way that I can remove those things is to send you through troubled water. But there's one thing to know, and I'm so glad that the Bible told me so, that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So whatever comes my way, whatever comes down the street, God has already given me the victory. Oh, I wish I had some help right there because his presence and his power has already won the battle. His power on Calvary's cross, his presence on the dusty streets of Galilee. God has already given me what I need. That's why I can stand here today and declare to you, just like Job, come on somebody, that when all the bottoms fall out, that my faith in God will stand the test of times. I've seen my, 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 my Lord. I've walked with my Lord. He told me that I'm his own. Oh, I wish I had a witness tonight that I could understand that God is faithful, that God would put no more on us than what we're able to handle, that God's presence is above all presence, that even though the presence of evil may be lurking in your neighborhood, even though the presence of evil may be lurking on your job, there is nowhere 
the presence of evil can go where the presence of God has not already been there. Oh, yes, my brothers and sisters, power to, that he gives us, power that he's bestowed on us, power that we can walk right, power that we can talk right, power to be able to do whatever it is that God has given us the ability to do. Oh, I thank God for his presence in my life, and I thank him for the power to be able to know uh, that God is able, that God is faithful. Oh, I wish I had some help out there. That God is the one that allowed these things to happen. That Satan can't touch me. Satan got to back up and give me 50 feet because the God that I serve, the God that I worship will not put no more on me than what I'm able to handle. That's why I worship him. And that's why I praise him. Oh, I'm trying to shut it down right there. That's why I call on him. And that's why I lean on him. And that's why I trust him when I can't trace him because he's that kind of God. He's that kind of God that loves us when we're unlovable, that keeps us when we don't feel like being kept. He's that kind of God. Oh, I wish I had my help right there. I'm trying to shut it down, but he's so good to me. He's so wonderful to me. He's a way maker when I can't find my way. Oh, that's the kind of God he is. He's the kind of God that give us what we need. He don't give us what we deserve. He give us what we need. And I bless his name for being a very present help in the time of storm. Oh, I thank him today, my brothers and sisters. I thank him for what he's doing right now in my life right now. I thank him because he understands that when Satan shows up and Satan asks the question, uh, oh, well, well you, you got him protected. And God said, well, I'll remove the hedges of health and allow the virus to show up. I'll remove the hedges of financial security and I allowed him to struggle with finances will you still trust him when he removes his hands of social acceptance and now your friends that loved you and praised you your friends that was always there to pat you on your back now that God has removed his hands, are you still going to trust him? He removed the hands of stabilization. Now your life is, is unstable. He's removed the hands of mental security. Now your mind is all over the place. Will you still trust him? Will you still trust him when God removes the hedges of protection? and allow the enemy to come in like a rushing mighty wind. What you gonna do? Will you still trust him? What are you gonna do? Will you still hold on to him? Will you still believe in him? Because he's a God that will show up. He's a God that will come through. He'll do it if you trust him. If you do it, he'll do it if you let him. Oh yes, he will. Oh yes, he will. He'll do it. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Yes, he will do it. If you would just but trust him and lean on him. 
because his presence and his power, they work hand in hand. God will never lead you into something that he don't have a way of your escape. And with the very same temptation, with that very same thing, he'll devise a way of you to make it through it. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for your presence in my life. And I thank you for your power in my life. And it is my prayer, oh God, that something was said here today that would draw men, women, boys, and girls closer to you. And if by chance, oh God, they're wondering how can I connect with this service? How can I be a part of this kingdom building process where you can go to our website, amen, top sdachurch at att.net. You can email us right there if you're looking for Bible studies, if you're looking for prayer requests, if you're looking for baptism, amen. Once we get back in, we have a baptism already in the making. Come on, somebody. If you're looking uh, to reach out to me, uh, the pastor, amen, email us at top church at att.net. There we are. There we will be. Amen. We'll reach out to you, get back to you, be able to connect with you and help you uh, to even develop and build even a stronger and more uh, viable relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I pray today that something was said that drew you closer to him. At this time, if you can bow your heads with me, as we offer up a word of prayer, Father, into your hands, we thank you. Into your presence, we commit ourselves to you. For you truly are an amazing God. Without you, Father, we're hopelessly lost. But with you, we are more than conquerors. So we thank you today for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do in the lives of your people. Thank you again for the message. Thank you uh, for uh, spending time with us today. And thank you for the life of Job, who set the bar, who showed us exactly uh, what it's like that we can be faithful. We can be strong even when trouble shows up, that we can stand the test of all that is going on. So we thank you today and we bless you, Father. I pray again that something was said that would draw hearts and minds closer to you. I pray that you would take this message, Father, and, and tweak it in such a way, Father, however you need to do it, that the world will know that it is you and you alone. And again, Father, we will be ever so mindful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory for what you have done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do. This we pray in Jesus' name. Let the people of God say amen and amen again. Again, thank you so much, family of God, for spending this time with us today. I pray that something was said that drew your hearts closer to God. Until we meet again on next week, I ask for you to simply keep the faith. God bless you and happy Sabbath.